You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to the Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. The focus of today's podcast is all about how to get money and credit for your small business. And I have an amazing guest with me today, Jordan Goodman. Let me tell you about him. He is known as America's Money Answer Man. His media presence includes 18 years as a Wall Street correspondent for Money Magazine, nine years on NBC News, and six years with Marketplace Radio. He hosts the weekly Money Answers radio show on Voice America, He's the author of 14 books and a well-known speaker. There's so much more I can share. He's done so many things, but we'll get to that in the podcast. Welcome, Jordan. Thanks for sharing part Great of Great to be with today. you, Nancy. Hey, what else do you Great want to add to you. that introduction? There was so much I had to just kind of narrow down some key points. <laughs> well, the idea is I've been helping people with their money for a long time and love to have small business owners because there are lots of ways they can do better than they may not know about some of the resources we're going to talk about and leverage themselves and be more productive. This is where the growth in the economy is, and I love to help small businesses. Awesome. Well, we are really looking forward to all of your information today. So since we all talk about productivity on this show with small business owners, a common question I hear from entrepreneurs is how do they establish business credit? What do you tell people when you get that question? It really is important to establish business credit separate from your personal credit. A lot of people borrow against their credit cards or their home equity lines uh, to establish their businesses, and then you have to kind of unravel the whole thing. So that's not a particularly a good idea to do. You probably want to establish the right legal structure. Uh, a lot of people run small businesses as sole proprietorships, which, again, gets complicated because you're mixing your personal and business all in one place. So some of the structures you can pick would be a subchapter S, an LLC, which is a limited liability corporation, an LP, a limited partnership. There are pros and cons of each of them, but you really want to get it set up right from the beginning, get a taxpayer ID number, and then establish a Dun & Bradstreet credit report in your business's name, and then over time establish credit. Probably the easiest way, Nancy, to get started is getting credit from your vendors. If you're going to be buying things either goods or services from vendors, uh, and they think you're going to be a, a good, have a good future, they can often provide you credit as a good way to kind of get started. So I know that my credit report just appears somehow. How do you apply for a Dun & Bradstreet credit? You have to pay for it, but it's worth it. Um, you go to Dun & Bradstreet, there's different levels, but uh, you get a taxpayer ID number, and then you're going to give them information typically once a year on your financials, and then you give them who your vendors are, who, you, who are you paying, and then you get what's called the Paydex score, which is uh, how well you pay your bills. The top level is 80. Anything below that means you're not paying on time as much. So over time, and you keep giving them the, the vendors that you're paying, and they check with the vendors. This is like your accountant or something, like credit card companies, utilities, they would get that automatically. And then they're going to compile... Um, your pay score. 
and, and that is when you have a good paydex score, it's much easier to get credit at good terms and good interest rates from other creditors. Wow, I didn't even know that. That's really cool. So even ma and pops type stores will update D&B and tell them if you're paying on time? Absolutely. Now you have to tell D&B that you're buying things from this particular mom and pop store because they wouldn't know that. What they would see automatically would be things like utilities or credit card companies or banks, big institutions. But if you're doing local vendors, say you're an accounting firm, something you're going to be using all the time, you have to tell them who that is, and then they'll check with them and they'll say, are they paying their bills on time? So you have to keep that up to date. Awesome. I also heard that American Express automatically approves requests for business credit under like 100,000. Under 100,000. Have you heard that before? I wouldn't use the word automatically. I mean, they're going to see, they're going to take a look at your personal credit and see how responsibly you've been handling that before you're going to give you a business card. And in many cases, a place like American Express is going to want to charge, uh, have you sign personally for the business. So if the business goes down, they can go after your personal assets to pay back whatever you owe. Uh, that's a very typical situation. So that sounds less favorable than going to D&B, right? Well, D&B is not giving you credit. D&B is keeping your credit score. Think of D&B as like Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion for, for consumers. They're, they're keeping track of your score um, and your payment history, but they're not actually giving you credit the way American Express or a bank would be doing Right. So people definitely, you said in the beginning, want to keep personal and business credit separate, right? Right. Absolutely. Be- like because that. otherwise you're not building business credit. If, you, if you're just doing everything on your personal name, there is no business involved that's building credit over time. Yeah, that now, totally today, makes sense. It, today it's very hard because the banks are so tight with credit, it's hard to establish uh, credit with traditional banks. Banks want inventory. They want physical assets that they can seize if you don't pay on time. Okay, a lot of people in today's kind of gig economy, and you know, you're writing an app or you're doing a website or you're doing a, a delivery service, you know, there's no inventory to seize. Right? So it doesn't work that way, and therefore you have to do kind of the alternative financing way of doing things. And there is a whole world out there of alternative financing for small businesses a lot of people don't know about. There are these clearinghouses, for example, that have access to all the different ways of getting financing. And my favorite one is called CorporateLendingSolutions.com. And you go to them and then tell them all about your situation. And they kind of pre-qualify you. And then they say, how much do you need? Do you need a revolving line of credit? Do you need factoring? Do you need a loan to buy a building? What do you need? And then they go to the different sources they know to get you the best uh, financing at the best terms. There's a kind of whole world of alternative financing that a lot of people don't know about that they have access to. So I've heard of something similar, but they charged a really high upfront fee that's non-refundable. Do these type of alternative fundings do the same thing? Like I'm talking. No, they do not. They do not charge. Six thousand dollars. Ridiculous. I would run far away from something like that. No, Uh, they do not charge an upfront fee. Uh, They only get a piece once they've actually placed money with you. Uh, you know, they'll get something at that point, but they do not charge an upfront fee. If, if that's, they're doing that, it's, it's illegitimate. And I'll tell you another place that's illegitimate, Nancy, are what are called merchant cash advance places. So they're really preying a lot of small businesses. They'll give you money quickly in a day or two, uh, but they attach your receivables. Say you're at a restaurant and you're getting credit card receivables all the time. They actually take over your credit card processing 
and take fees out of it every day, you know, a, a percent or two, and it can add up to like 40% interest and, and all kinds of fees. I, I say it's like the payday lending of the small business world, these merchant cash advances. And there's, last I heard, there's about $600 billion worth of merchant cash advances outstanding. The reason it's growing is because small businesses can't get loans from traditional banks. And so they're kind of going to that alternative route. That would be something I would avoid if at all possible. Wow, this is really good information because people, you know, what I love about funding, and I know some people are afraid to take on new money, but it really allows you to leverage and scale. We talked a little bit about this before we started the recording. Do you want to talk about leverage? Leverage is the key to business success. Leverage doesn't necessarily mean debt, but what it means is using other people's and other businesses' resources, financial contacts, and then you combine that with yours, and the two of you can do a lot more together than each of you can do separately. A lot of small businesses kind of think they have to do it all themselves, and that really limits their potential productivity and their growth. Um, so I'll give you an example in my own life of, of how I use leverage. Uh, I'm on radio, I'm on TV, I'm telling people about things all the time, um, and I partner with really good financial affiliates that offer really great financial services, so I know about them, but I don't have to offer those services. I can tell other people about them, and then when actually they get a, a client of some kind, I'll get a little uh, affiliate fee of some kind. So you see how they get clients out of it, I get something out of it, the customer gets a service they wouldn't know about otherwise, and the two of us combined do a lot more than we can do individually. That's in my own life an example of leverage, which helps both of us grow. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm a big fan of leverage and affiliates. It's an easy way to, that everybody wins and you get a little bit of money. So one of your books, uh, and you've written a million, is all about money types. What's a money type, and can it be changed? So I have six different money types uh, that I kind of separate people into, um, and uh, you, you don't necessarily have to stay the same one all the time. The six of them, in, in no particular order, are strivers, high rollers, coasters, ostriches, squirrels, and debt desperados. Those are my six money types. And typically, entrepreneurs and business people are going to be high rollers and strivers, people who are willing to take a lot of risk. The, the downside of a high roller is you don't think anything's ever going to go wrong. You don't have a safety net. So you've got to be more careful about that. And same thing with strivers. They work really hard. Uh, it can work, but it doesn't always work. The opposite of that would be like a, a squirrel that's super afraid of everything and not willing to take any risk at all, and so their money never grows. So, yes, I did this book called Master Your Money Type, where I go into that in much more detail about how these six different types, why you are that way, and how you can be the best within your type. I'm not saying if you're an ostrich, don't be an ostrich. I'm saying be, be the best ostrich you can be. I like that. I'm guessing they put their head in the sand and don't want to know their numbers. That ostriches don't open bank statements. They have no idea what's going on. They think somebody else will take care of it for them. Uh, yes, <laughs> they put their heads in the sand and say, well, I don't do money. I'm an artiste or something like that. Yeah, well, you have to do money because if you don't do it, nobody's going to do it for you right. I like that. Very cool. So you just shared that you're on lots of different radio shows and you speak. What are some of the most common business money questions you get on your shows? Well, one of them is what happens if I get into a lot of debt? Uh, because a lot of businesses get piled under in debt, whether it be these merchant cash advances we talked about or other kind of things. And how do I deal with this and keep my business going? 
the, there's a strategy called prioritization, which a lot of people are not familiar with, which basically says you may have many creditors, but they don't all have the same power over you. So if you can prioritize and pay the ones who have the most power over you first or more, your business has a better chance of surviving. So just a very simple example, say you have a lawyer who did a contract for you three years ago. He doesn't have a lot of power over you, but say you, your electric utility could turn out your, your lights tonight. They have a lot of power over you. So you want to pay the electric utility before you pay the lawyer from three years ago. Now, that's a very oversimplified version, but you have many different creditors with different levels of leverage over you. There's a place that actually helps you do this, and their website is called helpwithpayables.com, and they do the prioritization for you. So they take a look at all your creditors, and they've been doing this for many, many years, I think 25 years, and they know exactly to a mathematical preciseness of how much leverage each creditor has over you. So they weight your creditors based on the amount of leverage they've got, and then they offer them deals. They say, okay, to the guy with lots of leverage, we'll give you 50 cents on the dollar if you wait a year. Uh, the guy who doesn't have a lot of leverage will give you 10 cents on the dollar if you wait two years, that kind of thing. And they make these deals, and then you end up paying them. They pay the creditors, and you don't have to deal with these creditors anymore. You just make the one payment a month to the place at this helpwithpayables.com. So they, they tell me that they've saved about 75 to 80% of the small businesses that have come to them using this prioritization strategy, which is going to be almost impossible for the individual small business to do on their own because it's very mechanized, and they've got a whole computer system and algorithms behind this to make sure you get the best deal as a small business. That is a great business model. Why don't you give the name one more time because people may need that. So the, the website for them is helpwithpayables.com, and they do this all over the world, and they've helped thousands and thousands of businesses prioritize their creditors and keep the business going. Because what happens is a lot of small businesses get these creditors chasing after them. They, they hide under the desk. They don't want to answer the phone. They don't want to open the mail. And they're not running their business. They're like dealing with creditors all day. With this, they deal with the creditors. You can get back to running your business. That's really cool. So let's switch topics. And you've been in business a really long time, lots of success. Looking back to the early days of your business, what would you do differently if you had a do-over, a mulligan? Uh, the key thing is trusting the right people. And in general, I've had good experience, but I've had some experiences where I trusted the wrong people and I didn't listen to my gut. And that's what it comes down to. If you just something doesn't feel right, run the other direction <laughs> is what I've learned. So I'll give you an example of my biggest mistake. Everybody makes mistakes, so I'll tell you my biggest one um, and, and how I learned from it. So back in the early 90s, I was at Money Magazine, and uh, I did a book called Everyone's Money Book uh, with a guy named Sonny Block, who was a very big radio host. It was on 300 stations a day for like three hours a day and very, very reputable. I'd been a, a guest at his radio station for 10 years and knew him extremely well. So anyway, we came out with this book. He's supposed to promote it on all of his radio shows and so on. Well, it turns out he was doing some kind of shady things with securities. He was offering... Um, subscriptions to a radio station, to buy a radio station over the airways, which was considered a, a kind of unlicensed selling of securities by the SEC. So to make a very long story short, uh, he ended up in jail, and here's the cover of the, the Everyone's Money Book with me and Sonny on the cover. 
here I am at Money Magazine. Uh, this was not good, okay? This was not good for my reputation. There were cover stories on the New York Post about Sonny's and in jail and all that kind of stuff. So I was kind of tainted. I didn't do anything wrong at all, but just my association with Sonny uh, kind of tainted me, frankly. Uh, soon thereafter, as soon as he went to jail, uh, I came out with another edition of the book with just me on it. But, you know, it was definitely an uh, embarrassing uh, situation, which I didn't cause or anything like that. But what I learned from it was when I kind of sensed things early on, that he was getting involved in areas that he shouldn't have, I should have pulled the plug. And it was very difficult to do because the book was being printed and you had a lot of momentum. So that, that's one of my life lessons from my most embarrassing uh, disaster back in the early 90s. And, and I learned you've got to be careful with who you're dealing with. Yeah, I like that you trust your gut. I can tell exactly in my body. It's like the core when something just doesn't feel right. And I, right. It's always right. Like it's, it's never been wrong. It's 100% accurate. So I love that. You have story. an instinct. Yeah, definitely. That things are not right. And many, many times, particularly if you have a lot of momentum in something, you don't really want to stop and, and pull out of it. I mean, in this case, I already had a book out. When the book came out, there were no problems at all. <laughs> okay. It was after the book came out, like six months later, that all this stuff happened. And uh, so anyway, that, there's my story. Hopefully it will help you. Listen to your gut. Listen to your instincts. I love that. Hey, uh, we have a fun question on this show. We ask every guest because it's all about productivity. So if you had one more hour in your day, Jordan, what would you do with it? Delegate. <laughs> and I'm learning to do that. I mean, the impulse is to try to do everything yourself. And I've been bringing in assistance to do things I just wouldn't get to doing otherwise. So I'm doing that more and more, and it feels really great to get certain things done that otherwise wouldn't happen. And so finding trustworthy people to delegate to makes me much more productive and, and happy. Awesome. We love delegating. We actually have this thing we talk about, the 333, which means never have more than nine items on your to-do list. Three of them you delete. They're not important. Three of them you delegate, and three of them you do. So maybe that will help you as well when you, when you are getting I like more that. things away. <laughs> yeah, 333. <laughs> So for people and I, who I like, do have a lot of resources like this at my website, moneyanswers.com, and I do love to answer emails from your listeners and other people because I've, I've got a lot of resources to help people, and, and that's what my whole model is about is helping people and referring them to places that can really make a difference in their lives. Well, why don't you give out the website and a little bit about that so people can actually connect with you? So at moneyanswers.com, I've got loads of resources, uh, quite a few in the small business area. Uh, to help people. We talked about getting financing, uh, following your business credit, uh, paying off your student loans. A lot of, that's a, a big problem for a lot of people who uh, have such student loan debt that they can't really start their own businesses. Uh, to earn higher yields in their money, a lot of people have businesses that have cash sitting around earning nothing. I've got a place there where you can earn 8% very safely. So there's just lots of resources that I've learned about having done this for many, many years that I put on moneyanswers.com with videos and links and Twitter feeds and blogs and podcasts and all kinds of different things. So uh, that's kind of the central source. And there's a little place to ask. It's a little Ask Jordan button there. They can ask me emails as well. Very cool. So we covered a lot on this show. Is there anything else I didn't ask you that you want to mention? Well, if you have a successful small business, it can be the most rewarding thing uh, out there, not only financially, but if you're giving back, if you're, uh, what, what your passion is being expressed through your small business, it's extremely satisfying. It's not easy. They don't teach you how to do this through, through school, 
Uh, when you go through school, that t- teaching how to become an employee, not to be a business owner. But if you've got that spark, go for it. Awesome. Great parting words. Jordan, thanks so much for taking time to be on the show. We've learned lots of new stuff on credit and all sorts of business finances. Listeners, download my 100 proven systems you need to boost results in your system. Go to nancygaines.com systems to get it today. If you loved our show, please subscribe, rate, and review. We come out every Wednesday, and it helps other people find us when you post something on iTunes. Until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S, dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.